Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number 41. On today's show, I'm going to be discussing the current state of Bitcoin. You can find the show notes for this episode at ericsammons.com slash podcast slash 41. Okay, so I'm recording this, uh, when is this? Monday, November 27th, 2017. And Bitcoin has just gone crazy recently. Currently, it is worth $9,628, what a single Bitcoin is. As of two days ago, it was worth less than $9,000. As of at the beginning of this year, it was worth, I think, less than $1,000. And so what we see is that the price of one Bitcoin has just been increased gone incredibly through the roof this year. And so I want to talk a little bit about Bitcoin and what's happened in the past year, past few months, and why I think it's been going up so much. First of all, I think that, and also I'm assuming that uh, most of my listeners don't really understand most of this stuff, so I'm going to try to keep it on that level. If you're already a crypto nerd, you might not get anything out of this podcast, but those who are just kind of vaguely interested in Bitcoin but don't know a lot about it, I thought I would update you all. The biggest news in the Bitcoin world over the past few months have, have been all the forks. And what I mean by that is people have taken the Bitcoin code, which is open source, and they have forked it, meaning they've created a copy of that code. But not only that, they've created a copy of the blockchain, which has all the record of all the transactions that have happened before. And they've created a new coin. The first one was called Bitcoin Cash, and that happened on August 1st. So what that meant was anybody who owned one Bitcoin before August 1st, after August 1st, they owned one Bitcoin and one Bitcoin Cash. So it was like free money in a lot of ways because Bitcoin Cash today is worth approximately $1,600 each. So if you had one Bitcoin before August 1st and you didn't do anything, you got your one Bitcoin Cash, you made $1,600 above and beyond what your Bitcoin, the rise of your Bitcoin uh, is. And so that was a big deal because uh, it, it showed that there was a market for something other than just Bitcoin above and beyond Bitcoin. Because the reason Bitcoin Cash started is because they didn't agree, the people who started didn't agree with the direction Bitcoin is going. Then in November, there was, an, there was going to be an attempt for another uh, fork called Segwit2x, and you don't need to worry about the technical reasons why it was called that. Um, but the point, but that one failed. There wasn't enough agreement behind it for that to happen. But that hung over the Bitcoin community for a couple months because there was, it had been months they were saying this was going to happen in November, and it didn't happen. And I think for a lot of people, they kind of were holding back on what they were going to invest until they saw what happened. Because if that had happened, it might have really split Bitcoin much more significantly than Bitcoin Cash did. And that would have led to a lot of uncertainty. And now there's a lot more certainty in the uh, crypto world because of the failure of Segwit2x, which has caused a lot of price rises. And I'll talk about some other ones here in a minute. Now there's been a few more Bitcoin forks. Bitcoin Gold uh, happened recently. Bitcoin Diamond either has happened or is about to happen. I can't remember which. I'm just waiting for Bitcoin Platinum, Bitcoin Silver, Bitcoin, I don't know, what else? Bitcoin uh, Mud or something like that. And really what's happened, I think, is these newer ones, they're just cash grabs. They saw Bitcoin Cash, what happened with that one, that people actually made money off of that by just creating it. But there was a real need for Bitcoin Cash. They were trying to solve an actual problem in the Bitcoin world, and that was to make cheaper transactions and allow for more transactions. 
these new ones, there's no real new problem. I mean, the problem is either solved, either Bitcoin, the Bitcoin Core, the initial Bitcoin is is good enough, or Bitcoin Cash is, or they both are. There's no need for a third one of the of Bitcoin itself. So these other Bitcoins that are being created, I think are just an attempt by the, the creators to, to make some quick money. They're not legitimate attempts to improve Bitcoin like Bitcoin Cash was, and like Segwit2x was, but which failed. So now we see, though, Bitcoin is the value of it's going through the roof. And so people ask me all the time, don't you think this is a bubble? Don't you think this is just going to eventually crash and burn? And the truth is, I have no idea. I first got into Bitcoin, it was in around $900. It then went down to $180 at its lowest that I've seen it since I've been involved. And that was in January 2015. And since that time, it's gone all the way up to over 9000 over 9600 right now. And I've always thought, wow, this is pretty high for Bitcoin. Ever since the 180, it started going up. I thought, oh, wow, it's going up. That's great. It could go back down. And I still think that. I think it's possible that in 2018, we could see Bitcoin 30,000. I also think it's possible in 2018, we could see Bitcoin under 1,000. And so which one's going to happen? I don't know. Anybody who tells you they know is lying. I think the truth is, though, there's a high demand for cryptocurrencies in general and for Bitcoin and, and all cryptocurrencies because they do, they are a solution to a market problem. And that is our money is not stable. Our financial systems are propped up by governments all around the world. And these are safe havens like gold used to be. But these are much these are better than gold as a safe haven. Because they are easy to easier, much easier to transact, much easier to store and keep safe. And you can keep large amounts of it safer than you could gold. Think about trying to have $1 million worth of gold and trying to store and secure that. You could keep $1 million of um, Bitcoin on a USB drive. And if you know what you're doing, you can keep it safe. You can't do that with gold. And so there's a real reason for this. And you see this, that what happens is in certain countries, um, like Zimbabwe and some other country in unstable countries, there's a high demand for cryptocurrencies. Korea, South Korea recently has gone crazy buying up cryptocurrencies. And some people think that's because China cracked down on it. And so Chinese people are just doing trading in Korea now. Whatever the reason, though, there's a high demand globally. Remember, this is not an American phenomenon. And that's driving the, the prices high. Because the fact is, the entire cryptocurrency market is worth about 300, in fact, it just recently passed 300 billion. That might sound like a lot, but it's really just a drop in the bucket of the worldwide financial system. I mean, Bitcoin itself is worth $160 billion. And again, that isn't that much money when you take it in consideration as a global financial system. And so I think there's still a lot of room to go up. But the fact is markets are irrational, especially in the short term, they're irrational. And so there's no way to know if all of a sudden there'll be some event that just causes a major sell-off where people just start selling their profits. Hasn't happened yet, but it could happen. I think long-term there's still, the, the fact is I think um, cryptocurrencies in general will go up in value. The biggest question though is, which ones will succeed? I think this is is comparable to the late 90s dot-com boost. And people think of that as like a big bust. But the fact is, 
some companies succeeded. I just saw an interview with Jeff Bezos of Amazon.com that was recorded in 1999. And the 60 Minutes recorder, uh, reporter was completely smug and, and arrogant and condescending to Jeff Bezos. Now he looks like an idiot because Jeff Bezos has been wildly successful with Amazon. He was one of the winners of the dot-com boom. And they mentioned in that interview about Yahoo, and they acted like Yahoo was this great behemoth that was the great you know success of the dot-com boom, but it was Google ate its shorts, ate their shorts. And so there's no way to know for sure what's going to succeed and what's not. Because the fact is there's lots of cryptocurrencies. They're not just, it's not just Bitcoin. There's Ethereum. There's Dash. There's Litecoin. There's IOTA. There's NEO. There's Monero. There's, there's lots of different, there's Zcash, lots of different ones. And so the question is trying to, the, the, the challenge is trying to figure out which ones will succeed. Personally, I like Ethereum and Dash because I think both of them have strong teams. They both have actual use cases going forward. I think that they have strong communities behind them. I think for all these reasons, they have a, a great chance to succeed. I may be right. I may be wrong. I don't know. I'm not, I, and by the way, this is not investment advice, so don't like do something based on what I say. Do your own research. But the fact is I do think that there are some cryptocurrencies will succeed. Um, it, I think there's a chance Bitcoin itself won't be one of them that succeeds. It might because it has a lot of issues internally in how it manages itself, how it governs itself. And I think that's a major problem. I think there's a really good chance that Bitcoin um, will not succeed long term. But that some other crypto like Ethereum or like Dash or like both of them um, could succeed. And that's the other thing. I don't think it's a one crypto to rule them all scenario either. I think there's a good chance in the future a few will will succeed. More than one will succeed because they'll have different use cases. And And finally, I also just wanted to mention that I don't think there's um, um, any reason to think that crypto itself will just go under and it won't exist anymore. I think that it has shown it is definitely useful. But that doesn't mean that we're not in a highly speculative phase right now. Almost all the values of every cryptocurrency are based on what the potential of what they could do, not what they actually do now. Dash, for example, my favorite cryptocurrency, it has a great team. It has a great plan. It is a superior cryptocurrency to Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash and how it does transactions and everything like that and being a cash system. But it's still, all of it's based on on potential, all its, almost all its value is based on potential because the fact is it's not, at this point, a global payment system that can, that can uh, rival PayPal or Visa or anything like that, but it has the potential to. And so that's what will be interesting to see when these, the, it will no longer be potential but be actual usage. And that's when the values, I think, will become a little more reasonable and we'll see they'll, they'll be less crazy going up and down so much like they have been. Well, that was just a quick review of the currency of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to give me a, a rating on iTunes. And until next time, keep swimming against the stream.